Hello everyone, welcome back to the final episode of the Australian season of Murderous Lunatics. As I've uh, described previously, we are moving on after this uh, worldwide. So, the sky is the limit, as some would say, in terms of uh, murderous events. So, my father, who decided um, that he would do a podcast with me, well, I'm now back in my hometown. No, not my hometown. Well, we're at my work town, I would say. He's back in the hometown. Uh, we kind of missed the boat on that one. Um, and he's still keen, but it's going to, well, well, when I get down there, I guess. Um, so to, to give a bit of insight into um, distance, so it's about an hour's flight. Um, back back home, and about a ten-hour drive, um, which is about oh, I, I don't know how how many in miles, but about maybe a thousand k. Oh, I should say a thousand kilometer kilometers, because no one would understand what a thousand k is unless they Americans would think that it's a thousand thousand um that does not make sense at all anyway moving on because i am going into some silly little thing now um now this is worth a mention and it's 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 kind of a weird one because it's not it's not a normal normal death um it's not a normal murderous event it is um, quite quite strange, and now this made headlines uh, many many years ago, um, and it's it was a mystery for a long time. And now, without further ado, I will introduce the death of Azaria Chamberlain. Now, you you we've all heard the jokes and so on. Uh, a dingo stole my baby, and and so on. Um, well, jokes on you, buddy. A dingo did steal the baby, so eat a dick. Um, so, the young Azaria Chamberlain. Um, she's only only a few months old uh, at the time. Um, so, let's let's talk about the. The event. Um, Zara Chamberlain, 11th of June 1980 to the 17th of August 1980, was an Australian two-month-old baby girl who was killed by a dingo on the night of 17th of August 1980 on a family camping trip to Uluru. Uluru, not Uluru, Uluru. Um, also known to many people as Ayers Rock, which is located in the Northern Territory, which is in the top end of Australia, in the middle. Uh, for those that have no clue where I'm talking about. Uh, her body was never found. Her parents, Lindy and Michael, 
uh, reported that she had been taken from their tent by a dingo. Now, back in those days, um, people were like, the fuck? The dingo don't, don't steal babies. Was this full of shit. This, this lady's crazy. Whilst she may be crazy, or may have been crazy, um, it was in fact true. Um, and, it, like, I would say the last 10 to 15 years, um, dingoes have been known to attack people. Um, now, you've got a little, little baby that's tiny, that, you know, seems of interest to a dingo, and then they, yeah, that's, it's the first of its kind. Um, back in the 80s, or 1980 to be exact, um, people didn't believe, it's a first, so people didn't believe it. Um, and there was a recent event. See, sorry to keep going on about it, but like uh, in uh, mining is a big thing in Western Australia where I'm from. And just about every person um, that I know is a miner. Um, now, there was a utility worker, a, a female, um, and by utility I mean she was a cleaner um, on a mine site and she had, I think it was her mobile phone. So she had it sitting on a table and then a dingo came up and stole her phone um, and then took off into the bushes and as she went to retrieve it, it attacked her and mauled her arm and caused all sorts of trouble um, to her. Now, dingoes are dangerous. Uh, even when I was growing up, my grandfather had half dingo, half bloody German Shepherd dog. Now, its, it's name was Bob um, and I loved Bob. Bob looked after me. So one day my cousin went down and went to see Bob. And Bob was locked up behind a bit of a, a bloody uh, wire fence. And Bob, Bob got him. Bob got him on the leg and tore, oh, I don't know what the muscle's called, um, the front muscle of the top leg, um, anyway, took the muscle clean off and my cousin flew up the yard screaming and carrying on like a bloody no-mouth dog in a frisbee contest and he, uh, when I had a look at it, 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 like, it was all the nerves and tendons exposed and honestly it looked like maggots um, poking out of his leg. But he got taken away and stitched up and skin graft and he was all good. So there's a story about dingoes. And I'm not really sticking to the, uh, to the story here, so I'll continue on with it because that's what I do. So her body was never found. 
um, her parents, Lindy and Michael Chamberlain, as I stated before, reported that she had been taken from their tent by a dingo. Lindy Chamberlain, however, was tried for murder and spent three years in prison, or more than three years. She was released when a piece of Azaria's clothing was found near a dingo lair, and new inquests were opened. Um, in 2012, 32 years after Azaria's death, the Chamberlain's versions of events was officially supported by a coroner. That's big news. Um, especially since we all know what a coroner does. Um, an in initial inquest held in Alice Springs supported her parents' claim and was highly critical of the police investigation. The findings of the inquest were broadcast live on TV, which was, at the time, it was a first in Australia uh, for an inquest like that. Um, and for many, many years, I guess people, you know, and I, like, I honestly feel sorry for uh, Lindy because Lindy and Michael um, had split in the meantime. Um, oh, bloody don't know why, but I'm sure it'll, I'll come up to that part soon. But, you know, imagine um, people, like, the, the amount of pressure on the, the couple... And, yeah, it's, it's just, it's outrageous. Um, so, a further investigation, the second uh, inquest, uh, she was tried for murder. Um, 29th of October, 1982, sentenced to life imprisonment. Um, Zari's father, Michael, was convicted as an accessory after the fact and given a suspended sentence. S imagine that. Um, your wife gets done for murder and she bloody gets hauled off to jail and we're, we're, what are you going to do? You can't do anything. You know, there'd always be doubts, even though you, you know that's not the case, but the media pressure and, and shit like that, fucking media blow shit out of proportion. And I'm not here to talk shit about media, but, this, you know, they're... Oh, they should take responsibility for quite a lot of things. Um, so, uh, well, here we, here we go. Uh, the media focus for the trial was unusually intense and aroused accusations of sensationalism. Um, for being, they were criticised for being unprofessional and biased. Um, the Chamberlains themselves, though, they, they did make several um, appeals which were unsuccessful. Um, and after the 1986 uh, piece of 1986 piece of uh, after the clothing was found in 1986 which was a piece of Azaria's clothing um, they overturned well she was released from prison and they overturned all convictions um, anyway 2012 uh, Azaria Chamberlain had been taken and killed by a dingo was the final deliverance of the inquest. Um, she was paid 1.3 million for false imprisonment and an amended death certificate was issued immediately. How good is that? Like, it, it's not good, but it's, it's good for her for, for it to be overturned. 
fuck, her life afterwards, Jesus, that, how, how would you feel? Especially if all your family and friends and so on, really, you know, imagine if they turned on you um, and just didn't, didn't want a bar of you or, or anything like that. Um, and yeah, it's just, I, I, I can't even think about how hurtful that would be um, if, if I was in her shoes. Um, and it's, it's probably one of the worst cases of Australia. Um, there was a guy actually, um, an indigenous guy, uh, who's quite the TV personality now, uh, which was made famous. Um, he was an Aboriginal tracker, um, Ernie Dingo. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Ernie Dingo. That's his, uh, stage name. I don't know what his last name really is, but... Um, during the case, though, against Lindy Chamberlain, um, the Crown alleged that she had cut Azaria's throat in the front seat of the family car and hid the body in a, in a bloody large camera case. Um, she then, uh, according to the proposed reconstruction of the crime, rejoined the group of campfires, oh, campfires, yeah, because, you know, you, you sit around with campfires and enjoy whatever. Uh, rejoined with a group of campers around a campfire uh, and fed one of her son, sons a can of baked beans. It's pretty, um, it's, that's pretty uh, particular with that, um, can of baked beans. Uh, before going to the tent and raising a, the cry that a dingo had taken the baby... Uh, hence the words, uh, a dingo stole my baby. Um, I'm Australian, I can't even say it. Um, anyway, well, the key evidence that supported the allegation was that the jumpsuit, um, to, claiming to have found evidence of um, fetal haemoglobin, so fetus blood in stains of the front seat of their 19... 77 Tirana hatchback. Um, now, fetal hemoglobin, um, globin, not globin, is present in infants six months and younger, um, as Azaria was nine weeks old at the time of her disappearance. Um, <clears throat> Lindy was questioned about the garments that Azaria was wearing. Um, she was wearing a, a matinee jacket over the jumpsuit itself. But the jacket was not present when the garments were found. Uh, she was questioned about the fact that the singlet was inside the jumpsuit, was inside out. She insisted she never put a singlet on her babies inside out and she was most particular about this. Uh, the statements conflicted with the state of the garments when they were collected as evidence. And the garments had been arranged by the investigating officer for a photograph. Um, in defence, in her defence, uh, there was eyewitness uh, accounts of uh, dingoes having been seen in the area, uh, which sort of backed up the Chamberlain story. Um, and uh, a nurse reported having heard a baby's cry after the time when the prosecution alleged Azari had been murdered. Uh, evidence was also presented that adult blood also passed the test 
used for uh, fetal hemoglobin and that uh, other organic compounds can produce similar results on this particular test, including mucus from the nose and chocolate milkshakes, both which had been present in the vehicle where Bazaria was murdered, allegedly murdered. Uh, and there was an engineer uh, who has conducted research over dingoes for a decade, said that um, a dingo's um, carnassial teeth, uh, carnassial, I'm assuming carnassial is the front, uh, like the vampire teeth. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, who's going to tell me that though? No one. So shut up. Um, they can shear through material as tough as uh, motor vehicle seat belts. That's bloody tough. Any tough rooted rust. Uh, he also cited an example of a captive female dingo removing a bundle of meat from its wrapping and leaving the paper intact. This thing's like a fucking velociraptor. Dear America, dingoes are velociraptors. Yes, it's true. Yep. Anyway, uh, evidence was also presented to the effect that a dingo was strong enough to carry a kangaroo and a report of the removal of a three-year-old baby girl by a dingo from the back seat of a tourist motor vehicle at the camping area just weeks before an event witnessed by the parents. Um, I, that, uh, that's obviously true um, because I read it on the internet. I don't know if, uh, like, they're only, they're only wild dogs, dingoes. So whether they could Bloody, they didn't specify how big the fucking kangaroo was. I mean, strong enough to carry a kangaroo. What sort of kangaroo? What, you know, a big kangaroo? A big, like, a big fucking kangaroo? Like the size of a velociraptor kangaroo? Get your shit, get your shit sorted, mate. Get your story right. Um, anyway, like I was saying, old mate, bloody Michael got off all right. Um, yeah, he did really well. Um, accessory to the fact, suspended sentence, and so on. Um, yeah, so now they divorced in 1991 and both remarried other people because uh, Michael probably thought, you're a dingo, bloody, you're a baby murderer or whatever you are and I'm not going to have a barrier. Um, once again, I've said it in many podcasts, I do not condone any of this. Uh, Michael actually died two years ago. Um, 72 years old. He had a, a, a long battle with uh, leukemia. Uh, God rest his soul. Um, Lindy, however, and her second husband lived for a time in the US and the New Zealand. And the New Zealand. Not New Zealand, and the New Zealand. Uh, but have since returned to Australia, bloody don't know where. Um, but, yeah. So, in, like, there has been movies um, made. Now, there's, I wish they'd choose some, some bloody decent people. As, like, it had Meryl Streep playing Lindy Chamberlain and Sam Neill. 
Sam Neill, yeah. Um, Australian icon, one of the seven wonders of the world. Uh, Sam Neill. Um, back where I'm from. See, I, I like to tell a little bit of a backstory of, of certain people. I don't know anyone, but I have had brushes with, with people, I guess. Um, so back in, when, does anyone remember the movie um, The Dish? The Dish, um, where they play cricket on the dish. That never happened. I don't even know why they even filmed that because you can't even get up there. They say had a bloody long ladder. But you can get up on the inside, I guess. Um, but we had the cinemas, or whatever you call them over there. Um, so they're called the cinemas, and when they had the premiere of the Dish movie, um, he rocked up, Sam Neill rocked up in a, in a bloody Rolls Royce, big black thing, um, popped out of his popped out of his car, and uh, went in and and watched the premiere. Now, the cinema was called Golden West Cinema. It's not that called that anymore, but it's um it's not it's not a very big cinema, and it's in a town um, where I'm from called Parks, New South Wales. Uh, Parks with an E, not Parks, Park. Yes, um, so it's it's not a very big town, ten to fifteen thousand people, middle of nowhere, um, not much to do, um, except go to the movies, and the pub, good pubs, um, yeah. So they had him play Michael Chamberlain. Um, good choice, good choice, guys. But fucking Meryl Streep. Who the fuck would get her to play any type of Australian woman? You know, don't like bloody. Uh, if you're going to play Lindy Chamberlain, I'd say, oh, what's her name? Kathy Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates would have made the best fucking Lindy Chamberlain, and that is no word of a lie. I'm going to when I finish this podcast, I'm going to write to. Um, Write to Meryl Streep and tell her that she did a shit job as Lindy Chamberlain. And then I'm going to write to Kathy Bates and say, let's remake the movie um, and keep the same characters. And um, we'll do a bloody... I'll even make a cameo if they want me to. Um, They're going to pay me a bit, though. So, and there there was also a TV... A TV miniseries, Through My Eyes, 2004, with Miranda Otto and Craig McLaughlin. Craig McLaughlin. Now, Miranda Otto, she, if anyone has seen that TV series, uh, what the fuck is it called? Jesus. Um, Oh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. She plays Aunt Zelda. Holy fuck, that's a good show. You gotta watch it. I, yeah, get out and watch it. Miranda Otto, she's, I actually didn't even think she was Australian. I, I thought she was English, because she sounds English. But her, she, great actor. Great, well, you have to say actor these days, because you can't say actress, because it's, um, it's whatever that word is. Um, Craig McLaughlin, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's up for 
some sort of harassment charges at the moment. So, yeah, sorry, mate. Um, and that was a mini-series uh, based on Lindy Chamberlain's book of the same name. Well, there you go. So, any thoughts? Do I have any thoughts of, um, of the, the Chamberlain case? Well, not really. It's, it's, it's a miscarriage of justice in terms of uh, Lindy's part. Um, poor Azaria. It, nothing will ever be the same again for that family, which it isn't because Michael passed on. Um, and it is, it's, it's just one of those things that, that kind of happened. Um, can anyone be prepared? Can the justice system be prepared for bloody, you know, how often do, do they get uh, a case of a dingo ate my baby type thing? Um, it, they'd probably never, and they probably won't ever get one again, um, to be honest. Now, I used to throw the joke around to my wife because her maiden name's Chamberlain, so. But, um, yep, it's sad. And um, that's it, I guess. So thanks for listening to the old podcast. Um, and that's the final, like I said at the start, this is the final episode of the season of Australia now. I would love it if you could just shoot me some ideas. Because, you know, I'm flying solo here, man. And it's hard sometimes. Right now. So, you want to know what I'm doing right now? Well, my wife and, and two boys are away for Easter. For the Easter holidays. Um, and... Here I am stuck back at home because I've got to work. So it's just me and the pooch, uh, Matilda. Big shout out to Matilda, who's uh, curled up on the couch, being lazy. Now, Pedro. Pedro, huge fan, and I'm a huge fan of him. My stuttering life. Um, big shout out because I just want to let you know, buddy, that I enjoy your podcasts, and I'm glad you enjoy mine. Um, I'm looking forward to more from you, and I just want to say that I'm a huge fan, a loyal fan, and uh, keep up the good work because you're very inspiring. And, um, yeah, it's really great stuff and keeps me going. So thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, season over Australian season over looking forward to uh, season 2 um, which I'll, I'll give a bit of a surprise for the next one um, there may be some bonus bonus um, podcasts in between before I get on with the next uh, season but once again thank you uh, Matt Ballard, Prince of Podcasts and Crown Prince of Crime pretty sure the Joker's already got that one, so I'll just stick to Prince of Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you later.